You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I'm your host. On this episode of the podcast, Etta, Tiana, Jem, Sarah and Odelia join me to talk about their bookstagram friendship. These girls are incredibly heartwarming and have taken their relationship well and truly off bookstagram and into the real world. We will then have a chat about Book Lovers by Emily Henry. This is a spoiler-free episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Bookstorium Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have not one not two bookstagrammers, but five bookstagrammers from all around Australia, um, or probably more so the East Coast of Australia, actually, uh, joining me on the podcast to talk about Book Lovers by Emily Henry, but also to talk about the fact that they are bookstagram pals that have uh, these sweet little meetups and do very bookish-themed things together, and they even got matching tattoos together. So I'm very excited to talk to these girls and uh, feel part of the club for the night, at least. Uh, We're going to start with the icebreaker question which is how I always like to start the podcast uh Sarah you've been on a episode of the podcast already so I'm going to get you to go first so please introduce yourself and your bookstagram in three words as well as tell us what is a book that bookstagram made you buy all right well obviously my name is Sarah my bookstagram account is the.pages underscore um three words to describe my account would be bright fun and obviously romantic because that's all I like to read and definitely a bookstagram made me buy it was the love hypothesis because I desperately needed that in my hands the moment I saw all the reviews and I can confirm it was amazing I haven't yet read that one um, but I can confirm it is sitting on my shelf (laughs) I'm sure there's a, a few of us in the call at the moment that have either read that one um, or potentially have it still on their shelves and could also blame Bookstagram for their purchase. <laughs> uh, Tiana, what about you? Introduce your Bookstagram. What's a book that Bookstagram made you buy? Hi, I'm Tiana. My Instagram is the love of words with a double S at the end. Um, I would describe my Instagram as bright, minimal and honest. And... Bookstagram definitely made me buy most of Taylor Jenkins Reid's books. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo has to be the most Bookstagram made me buy a book I have ever bought. I thought there's no possible way that all of these reviews can be five stars. I have to read it. And I read it and it was five stars. So (laughs) I was wrong. (laughs) That book would have to be uh, one that would be on my list uh, as Bookstagram made me buy. And I think it would have to take the gong for being the book that's most mentioned on the podcast in its five seasons. That book comes up all the time. <laughs> and rightfully so. It's amazing. Yes, rightfully so. I'm um, itching to get my hands on Carrie Soto when it comes out next week. <laughs> uh, Adela, what about you? How about you go next? Uh, can you please introduce your Bookstagram as well as uh, give me a book that Bookstagram made you buy? Hi, my name is Odelia and my bookstagram is the book two book catches on Instagram and bookstagram definitely made me buy um, the love hypothesis and I actually didn't finish that one and I don't think I would have liked it even if I did. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like very overhyped and I tried reading it like three times and I still couldn't get through it. 
Um, and three ways to describe my book scan would be aesthetic, um, personal, and fun. Cool. Thank you. All right, Edda, you're up. Introduce your bookstagram and tell me a book that bookstagram made you buy. Hi, I'm Etta at, at Etta the Bibliophile, all one word. I don't know if I can say bookstagram made me buy it. I would say Gem T, S and O made me buy it. The influence is hard and heavy in this group of friends. Um, but I think the big one for this year in particular would be uh, the Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas or One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid because I am not a romance reader and they are both romance books. So that's personal growth. Um, and three words to describe my bookstagram would be chaos, colour and changing because you can see how my reading habits have changed since I started it. I also love the use of alliteration in the three words that you used as well. Um, snaps for that. <laughs> It was kind of necessary. Once I had chaos and colour, the third one had to be a C as well. <laughs> yeah, I would have been disappointed if it wasn't. <laughs> and what about you, Gem? Lucky last, tell us your bookstagram handle, uh, three words to describe it, and then a book that bookstagram made you buy. Hi, my name is Gemma, and my bookstagram handle is underscore Gem's Book Knock. Um, three words to describe my bookstar would be bright, colourful, and nature um, and Bookstar definitely made me buy pretty much every rom-com under the sun um, but mainly The Love Hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood and The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas but I think that mostly goes to Sarah uh, for recommending that to me. I love that so many of your words were relatable like bright colorful um, so you can really see why you've actually gravitated to each other's bookstagrams um, and why you have not only just branched out or connected to each other through uh, bookstagram but you've also taken it to the next step and met up uh, which I think is is really cool and I think as the years tumble on and bookstagram continues to grow I think there'll be uh, lots of other people that will follow suit so uh, the big question that I do want to ask for you then is that you've connected through Bookstagram, uh, but how exactly did you connect specifically with one another? So uh, Tiana, could you give me a little bit of a um, response to this one? And then Sarah, of course, weigh in as well. Yeah, so basically it started with us speaking to each other individually. So I would speak to Sarah, I would speak to Edda, I would speak to all of the girls separately. And I don't even know who said it, but one of us said that we wanted to rewatch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and so we just, I don't know how, who did it or how it happened, but um, was it you, Sarah? Yeah, okay, well, Sarah did it. She's the instigator. <laughs> um, and I think she just connected everyone. Everyone said, yes, they wanted to watch it. And we ended up in this big chat and it started with Grey's Anatomy and then it turned into everything else. And then it just, Grey's Anatomy faded out. I don't even know who's watching it anymore, but it started there and it just continued from there. And it was so amazing because we just all connected so deeply on it and all got along like a house on fire. So it was incredible. And we already had those existing relationships individually. So bringing it all together, it was absolute chaos and mayhem 
but in the best way possible. Like our chats are never boring and you don't want to miss anything for too long. If you put down your phone, you can guarantee your Instagram will be glitching when you pick it up again. So (laughs) be warned. And Sarah, that's your perspective on uh, how you guys connected with one another. Um, Yeah, she definitely gave a good overview of it. So it literally was just me posting my story being like, do I rewatch Grey's Anatomy for the millionth time? And literally all five of you like replied being like, yes, I'm going to watch it too. So I literally just made a group chat. We convinced Edda to watch it for the first time. I think she hates us because of it now because that was just traumatising. Never cried so much in my life. (laughs) Yeah, look, we're sorry, but we're not. Um, But yeah, literally it was just like some of us only watched a few episodes. Edda literally watched all 15 seasons. I don't know why. Literally... (laughs) Sorry, I literally didn't even finish episode two. I remember you were like, like you were there for one episode. (laughs) It was so funny. I didn't end up finishing my rewatch of season one, but I'm pretty sure every morning was like a constant, like reassuring edda, like life goes on. Literally every time she's like, why are you making me watch this like horrible show? And we're like, we promise it gets better, even though it really doesn't get better. But look, at least you got to watch some amazing actors. But we literally like it was named after um, McDreamy and McSteamy. And it was like thirsty for McDreamy. And then eventually it went from thirsty to something else. And then it went to thirsty for Jim, which is Jim. And it's literally been thirsty for Jim for a year. Like Biggest that's compliment, crazy. I must say. <laughs> yeah, we're not changing that. That's staying forever. Until we're in our 40s, it's still going to be thirsty for Jim. So I suppose that answers my question then about whether or not any of you are still watching it. <laughs> oh, I'm still watching it. There I'm still doing, I'm still watching it from our rewatch. And I hit season 15 the other day. So I've been off Oof. and on, but. I'm committed. I am so committed. Um, some say it might, I might need help, but it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And I'm loving it. So it's great. <laughs> I'm halfway through acting? season 18 and I don't know how. I like that you can Sorry. measure the length of your friendship through what season of Grey's Anatomy you're up to. <laughs> Despite the fact that they have made you watch Grey's Anatomy, um, what is it about your relationship that's actually different to the typical bookstagrammer, do you think? I don't know if I would say it's different to the typical bookstagrammer because we have no insight into anyone else's relationship um, and their friendships that we don't see the, uh, the black cogs of. But I think what makes us so special is that we can have... I don't know if we've ever had a heated discussion, but I feel like I have faith in the fact that if we did have a heated discussion, it wouldn't end badly. Everyone has enough tolerance and enough of a rational brain on a good day uh, to listen to everyone else's opinion. Um, But also we all really, I think, have very similar values. Uh, And like you said at the beginning, like obviously we all used similar words to describe our feeds and our bookstagrams but I think that really kind of transcends transcends oh my goodness it really transcends into our 
morals and our values. Um, we all really value our mental health and taking care of ourselves, although some of us are not so great at it. Um, <laughs> and I think we have the ability to respect each other's situations and know when someone needs space or when someone really needs to feel all the love and be reached out to. And I think that's what makes us really special. And what about you, Tiana? Would you agree with what Edda said? Yeah, I would. I feel like she encapsulated it really well, especially like the comparison with other people. Like we don't really see into their friendships as much, but I feel like what makes us so special is that we went from such a unanimous common ground. Like we all loved to read similar books and we all had similar interests like Grey's Anatomy and all of that kind of stuff. Like we had that foundation and we just built on it. And so for me, I don't really think of these girls as friends that I met on Instagram or Bookstagram. I think of these people as literally some of the best friends I've ever made in my life. And it's not just a, oh, platform situation type friendship. It is a, oh, if people asked me who my best friends were in real life, these would be my real life best friends. So it's like gone past just like a social platform and kind of kind of just like stuck itself into our everyday life. Like if a day goes past where I don't talk to like Sarah and Edda and these girls, like, it's a day that feels weird. Like I don't like not talking to them. It does not feel right. I message them every single day. I'm pretty sure they're annoyed at how much they hear from me. <laughs> and like even work voice notes being like, oh my God, this is happening at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just they're part of my everyday life now. Like I don't even consider them just friends that I made online. I feel like it must also be noted that one of our beloved with us tonight and jam is yeah. taking she needs to look after herself and we respect that and we are constantly sending her all the love and support that she will hopefully ever need from us and can we can give her as well yeah we do feel the empty spot <laughs> so i think um, one of the things that i quite often talk to bookstagrammers about on the podcast is about the bookstagram community uh, so I love that, like what you've, t- you've connected through bookstagram, uh, but it's really flourished into a relationship that's uh, unique and different within itself. Uh, so Odelia, can you tell me how do you guys organize your meetups? Um, well, for, I would talk about like the Melbourne trip that we kind of planned and that was very early on, like a year ago. And I don't know who came up with the idea, but like everyone jumped on it and we were super keen to do Melbourne. And then it took like a whole year just to find dates that aligned. And most of it started with me talking about my house at Phillip Island and everyone was like right on that train. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it took a year just to find dates that aligned. So (laughs) obviously half of us are in Sydney and half of us are in Melbourne, which I think that's probably like one of the better case scenarios because we can still have our meetups, you know, Sarah, um, Sam and myself go see some of the other Melbourne girls and um, Tiana, Edda and O go and see some of the other Sydney girls. Obviously the ideal situation is they fly down to Melbourne or we fly up to Sydney, which I think we're planning a Sydney trip soon. 
I think is sort of in the in the making. Um, but even then, if we can't fly to see each other, we, like Tiana was saying before, every single day is like constant messages. I think I talk to Edda first thing in the morning more often than I talk to my boyfriend that I sleep next to at nighttime. And in terms of what you actually do during those meetups, um, can you shed some light on what you make sure you schedule time for? So besides getting book tattoos um, and hugging each other to death, what we love the most is, you know, having food and drinks and just talking. It's genuine chaos, but the best kind of chaos. The amount of laughs that I had, I think, you know, we could go see a movie or we could, we do go book shopping a lot. But I think anytime that we're just together, we always want to make sure that we have quality time that is just chats and face-to-face conversations and stuff. Um, anytime we laugh hard enough that I require my inhaler is a good time. <laughs> when we were in Phillip Island on our week trip earlier this year, I forgot my inhaler. And I haven't needed my inhaler for a good year or two. I had to use Edda's inhaler. I was laughing so hard. I definitely feel like if you haven't already thought about it, there's a book in this. There's a definite book in this. Yeah, I would um, I will add on like how the Sydney girls kind of do our meetups and a lot of it is just through like messages. And, and I like that we can be really spontaneous about it. Um, like sometimes we'll, know, we'll just text you text each other and be like, well, what are you doing this weekend? Like, do you want to do a girls' night? Um, I recently saw E and she just came over. We didn't do much. We just had dinner and had drinks. Um, And I like that we can actually spend our special occasions together. We recently celebrated E's birthday. Um, We went out for dinner, which was really nice. Um, And, yeah, even, like, meeting each other's perspective partners (laughs) And, like, blending both our life, like, all of our lives together. And I think that's just really special, like, being able to not just have these girls as friends, like what T said, friends on a platform, but actually real-life people that you can lean on. And we've also mentioned that you have matching book tattoos, so that really solidifies the friendship. Sarah, can you tell me a little bit about that? remember whose idea it was it may have been Tiana's I can't remember a few of you it was mine I'll take the blame (laughs) no not the blame the credit (laughs) but like it's so like so Jem is completely covered rocks the tattoos Edda we had to convince her to get a tattoo like completely different levels of tattoos here Uh, but it was so much fun and I somehow was the one that had to get everyone's reference photos everyone's size organize all the deposits to people that was the most stressful thing but it was the most like exciting thing ever as well and I'm so sad Jem couldn't come with us when we had it done because she would have been laughing at how much of a baby we all were especially it will be rebooked I promise it will be rebooked yes you have to get it because then we can do a big like photo with them all together but it was so fun and like we were all so stressed about what to get like Right up until like the time we're still like making um, changes of our tattoos, but probably the most fun we've ever had. And we were all stressing out over stuff that like it didn't hurt. 
like we all finished we we're like ah oh, okay <laughs> we're all being babies except for tiana sorry hers was awful <laughs> james and my first tattoo ever and i for whatever reason decided that if i didn't go first it was never gonna happen but i also think or felt that if I went first and I showed Jam how calm I was, then it might help her relax a little bit because she was, poor thing, was very nervous. But I also think, I think the memory for the tattoo is matching, whereas our concepts were all really different. Like our designs are all uniquely us, which is really in and of itself very special. Like the memory we have matches, but our designs are uniquely us like I no one else I know would get teased like open book with the stars and the sparkles coming out of it or um O's book on her ankle which also looked like it hurt a lot and I will not be getting a tattoo on my ankle anytime soon um with the flowers coming out of it and you know S is just this this big book with the top of a girl's head sticking out um I think they all in a way represent our personalities very differently which is kind of really special as well we're now going to move on to the section of the podcast where we're going to have a chat about book lovers for by emily henry uh so we are going to say goodbye to two of the members who have joined us tonight uh so we're going to say goodbye to etta and odelia thank you so much for joining us for the first uh, portion of the podcast no worries thank, thank you for having us Bye. you're welcome Hey listeners, loving the bookish chat? I'm always elated to see how many of you download, stream and listen to each episode and cannot thank you enough for coming back again and again. If you have time, this is just a reminder to make sure you leave a rating wherever you listen if possible. Ratings help some people to determine if they're going to listen to the show and can also be the first chance I have at drawing in new listeners. Ratings also give me some feedback on the content that I'm creating. Now, let's get back to the books. So we are now going to have a chat about Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Um, So this would definitely have to be a book that Bookstagram made me buy. And for a number of reasons, I think any Emily Henry book is really uh, heavily publicized on Bookstagram. Uh, But I also think that there is a hype that goes with it. We're going to have a chat about whether or not we think it is worth the hype. For those of you who haven't read Book Lovers, here's the blurb. Nora is a cutthroat literary agent at the top of her game. Her whole life is books. Charlie is an editor with a gift for creating bestsellers and he's Nora's work nemesis. Nora has been through enough breakups to know she's the one men date before finding their happily ever after. To prevent another dating dud, Nora's sister persuades her to swap her city desk for a month's holiday in Sunshine Falls. It's a small town straight out of a romance novel. Instead of meeting sexy lumberjacks, husband doctors or cute bartenders, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie. Uh, So for me, there were a few things that I really didn't expect uh, when I first picked up the book. But I do want to ask you girls what your um, unexpected things were when you picked up this book. So, Jem, what for you seemed to be unexpected? I think the banter definitely um, best banter out of the three books. Um, and I think the relationship between the sisters was something I wasn't quite expecting. I thought it would be quite romance heavy, but I like and was pleasantly surprised 
um, by how much they focused on that. And what about you, Tiana? What's something that you did not expect? I have to agree with Jem. It was um, the sisterly relationship and the focus on Nora's sister and that relationship there being the main focus of the book. I would say that it's predominantly the focus and I would describe it as the romance is like a subplot to their relationship and I really liked that I feel like it made the characters so much more relatable like I am an older sister so I could really relate to Nora and her relationship with her sister and you know it was just a really fun focus that really made the characters feel so much more three-dimensional and it just felt like I was reading a book about someone's real life and not like this rose-painted romance novel like it just felt really raw and really beautiful Uh, for me something I wasn't expecting was the tongue-in-cheek nature of the book so whilst it followed like the usual beats of a romance it kind of really skewed things and put them on their heads so for example like even when I was reading out the blurb and you hear it say um, you hear me say holiday and sunshine falls and you start to picture oh Sunshine Falls must just be this like beautiful destination holiday town and um, start to paint a picture of that in your mind. Uh, but then when you actually start reading it, Sunshine Falls isn't a romantic, idyllic romance setting whatsoever. And there were a number of things throughout the story that contradicted what you would normally find in a romance, but made it like bend and twist to suit Uh, the story. I think that's something I really appreciated. And of course, the title Book Lovers actually has so many meanings within the the book as well. Like it can refer to individual characters, but then it can also refer to particular plot lines in the story as well. So I I quite liked that and enjoyed that part of it. And of course, uh, it's called Book Lovers and there's many sort of bookish inclusions I would say so from bookstores to authors and literary agents publishers plenty of book chat there's so many things to be had Sarah what did you particularly enjoy about the like the bookish surroundings or the bookish inclusions in the book well as I was like just flipping through it before trying to find my favorite quotes like just like like skimming pages I kept seeing like the names of other books like even like classics, like I swear every chapter a book was mentioned, like something that you can relate to. You'd be like, oh my God, I love that book. So I really liked that there was that constant theme of actual books being included in this book, which is just like so meta and like kind of confusing in your brain. But I did really like that. Like one quote that I found, she even was like, it's like from Pride and Prejudice, like she can relate to characters. So I thought that was really cool because then people who love those types of books could like so easily relate and it kind of makes you really excited when you're like yes I know that book I read that book um but obviously along with the actual like setting that was really fun like I really liked the um publishing world and I do think it can sometimes be overused in books but I think this was used like perfectly and I think anything that tries to do something similar will just fail because this book was too good and did such an amazing job at it. And what about you, Tiana? What sort of bookish inclusions did you enjoy? I was just going to pop on to what Sarah was saying, that finding the little bookish references or when Nora is saying, oh, my gosh, I relate to this quote from this character in this book. As a reader, you're like, oh, my God, Nora is me. And it makes it so much more relatable and just so much more funny because you're like, oh, 
I'm not the only one that does this. And that character is my favorite character and she sees herself in that character and I see myself in that character. Maybe I am like her and, you know, it just kind of makes it a little bit more relatable and really easy to read. Like I swear I read this book in almost one sitting. I forced myself to put it down because I just could not stop reading it. It was so good. There definitely have to be a reading list somewhere floating around on the internet of all the books that were mentioned in the, in the story. Uh, for me, you've both actually touched on what I liked about the book, and that was the quotes. Um, and even when you sort of go back and have a look at uh, some of the, the, the memorable quotes on like the Goodreads list, um, there's so many of them relate to books. And I regret to say I didn't pick up my highlighter once during reading this book. And I think it was because I was so engrossed in it that I didn't really want to stop and go and like get out, get out of bed and go and like fish out a highlighter. Uh, but one of the ones that I did like when I sort of went back through and had a look at the list was this one. Some books you don't read as much as live and finishing one of those always makes me think of ascending from a scuba dive. Like if I surface too fast, I might get the bends. So like the use of language is just beautiful in this story. And the fact that so many like metaphors or analogies uh, that were made within the book also connected back to books was uh, very beautifully done. Uh, Tiana, you touched on before about uh, your favourite character, um, potentially being Nora. Would you like to go into that a little bit more for me now? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I feel like Nora is the typical person that you relate to most. Like we got most of her um, like insight. It was all of her point of view um but yeah I just felt like she was so relatable she was working in an industry that I want to go in get into um and she was honestly I loved how strong-willed and driven and independent she was and going off what you said at the start it was all a contradiction from from the start like she's not the girl that they fall in love with she's the girl that they actually date right before finding the love of their life and it was just so refreshing and I loved that she wasn't all you know oh I need to find you know the better half of myself like I need to find somebody to make myself to make my life worth living she was already living her best life and she was doing everything that she wanted to do and she had that relationship with her with her sister and you know the career that she's always wanted and she was fantastic at it and she didn't need that part of herself to be complete but then she also had you know some mental health struggles and some trauma from her past and you know like she was just so three-dimensional and so full and just absolutely hilarious I absolutely loved her so I can't I know it's very common that the main character would be a favorite but I just couldn't fault her her that opening moment with Nora I think was probably one of the better opening scenes especially of a romance that um I've ever read and you just you instantly fall in love with Nora but you also instantly can relate to her um which I think is um is uh book magic uh, what about you, Jem? Who's your favourite character? So I'd say Nora as well. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with everything that Tiana said. I'm sitting here like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think what I appreciated most about Nora was that, like Tiana said, she already was 
her best best self. She was, you know, thriving. She was working. She was doing what she does best and what she loves. Um, and she kind of, she had it all. Um, it wasn't like she wasn't this person that was trying to be better or needed that other half to get her there. She didn't need a man to make her any better than she already was because she was already thriving. Um, I really I liked that a lot. And I think we can definitely acknowledge too that there are some great uh, minor characters in the story as well, like Charlie's mother is one that stands out to me too, um, as well as obviously Nora's sister um, and her partner that, um, yeah, they all kind of work quite together in harmony. I don't think I had any particular characters that I absolutely despised other than like Nora's exes. <laughs> totally. I totally agree. And um, I felt like because the side characters was so, they were so fleshed out themselves, like they had such a background and they had such depth to them. Like it just made the entire story feel so much more beautiful and full and it just felt so real because the side characters like you said they were so well done and so amazing to read about um I feel like it just really wrapped up the book in every way so we've mentioned already that there are some great quotes within the story uh Gem what are some of the memorable ones that you have so I'm coming in with zero context whatsoever. Um, just appreciation, pure appreciation for Emily Henry's writing. I think she really upped her game from Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation. Um, I think even if you don't, well, all of these quotes, even if you haven't read the book, you'll be able to do something or take away something from these quotes. Um, I've got quite a bit of a range. Um, one of them kind of ties into the book lovers um, thing that we were talking about before. And I said, is there anything better than iced coffee and a bookstore on a sunny day? I mean, aside from hot coffee and a bookstore on a rainy day. And I think we all nodded and highlighted that one. I think one of my other favorite ones was that's life. You're always making decisions, taking paths that lead you away from the rest before you can see where they lead. Maybe that's why we as a species love stories so much. All those chances for do-overs, opportunities to live the lives we'll never have. Really hit hard that one. Um, I know Sarah had a couple. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Hit us with them. Um, so obviously I chose the ones that made me like swoon because I'm all for the romance. I love um, that we probably have such differing quotes highlighted in our books. I'm like, yes, beautiful words, beautiful language. And Sarah's like... <laughs> romance romance yeah I actually I want to get re-tab mine because I did all of them in one color and Tiana's taught me the way and I should color code them so I want to go back I've never been prouder I've never been prouder you should be proud because yeah. I was literally looking through it trying to find my favorite quotes and I was like oh, no that's a funny one that's a sad one and I was like who typed this book so I, I need to go back and redo it um but one of my favorite ones which kind of it went off from a pride and prejudice like mentioned that's why I thought of it before but it was um he's mine and I'm his it doesn't matter what the last page says that one definitely hit me right in the heart and then I've got this one was just really cute and it was just I I can read you like a book which is from Charlie like obviously a bit of a play on words but also freaking adorable 
as well as I'll go anywhere with you. Literally the most simple quotes ever, but all of them made me just like clutch my heart. I wanted to point out the fact that I did start this on audio. I had the audio book and I was about halfway through when I realized I'm making a mistake. And I went all the way back to the start and I listened to it whilst physically reading it so that I could write down some of the quotes. (laughs) And I think sometimes um, I do that quite often with audio as I'll start to listen and you're like, oh, I really wish I had the physical copy of of this one right now. So I think the really big question everybody always wants to know about this book is does it live up to the hype? Tiana, what do you think? Does it live up to the hype? I'm absolutely ready for this question. And yes, it's been my favorite book of the year. And every time I pick up another book, I'm like, oh, but I miss Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Like, why can't I just, why can't I just find another one? Like, why is it so hard to find another book like this book? It is absolutely amazing. Like, you'll laugh, you'll cry. Like Sarah, you'll clutch at your heart and you, you'll, before you know it, it'll be over and you're going to be sad about it, but you're also going to feel so full and so, so happy that you read it and found it. So yes, please go out and buy it. Well, hopefully Sarah and I can give you some suggestions um, at the end of the podcast today, because that's the, our last question. Jem, what about you? Does book lovers live up to the hype? I think it does. I think if you look at Goodreads, I was actually looking at the ratings before and it has a whopping 4.31 on Goodreads, I would like to point out. Um, All I can say is the romance is there, the tropes are there, you've got a beautiful sister relationship, you've got the book talk and the banter. What more could you want? Sarah, what about you? Does it live up to the hype? One thousand percent. I literally every week, if I see a book review on this book and it's below like a 4.5 stars, I send it to Tiana. I'm like, what the actual fuck is this? Like, like, who is this? How dare they have these bad opinions? We go off. Sometimes we're like, should we unfold this person? Because like they have the worst opinions. We're quite horrible, to be honest. But I, I think that just shows... <laughs> how like passionate we are about this book <laughs> you're painting us in a really bad light we don't actually unfollow people just no, no. <laughs> just it. it's it's a consideration but you know yeah I'm, um, I'm yeah, now scrambling to check what what I actually gave it for a rating I'm sure I went with five but now I'm like oh my god maybe it went below five it's five guys. I went with five. <laughs> I was about to say we would have to leave. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we would we have to leave. leave right now. <laughs> You'd leave. It you would take deserve. away. Like, no, you no longer have permission for me to be on the podcast. I initially gave this book four stars, Ooh. but in the days after, like I couldn't stop thinking about it and all of the characters. So I ended up bumping it up to a five. And sometimes that is really the hard thing about writing reviews and star ratings 
is that quite often you'll write a review or a star rating. Like I think my last one would be for The Last Migration by Charlotte McConaughey. And I and I constantly go, I only gave it a four, but it was like one of my favourite books last year. Like it was definitely a five. What was I thinking? So we have also mentioned uh, that Emily Henry has also written two other books. Uh, Jem, how do you think this compares? You kind of alluded to it before, but I'll give you a little bit more airtime to go into it. So I won't go into a lot of detail. I think the other girls have some to say as well. Um, I think we're all big Emily Henry fans. Um, she's one of the reasons why I read romance now. I think Sarah would be pleased to hear. Um, I think there's definitely both a lot in common, but also you can see how her writing and the romance and the tension and the banter, like it continuously gets better with each book that she drops. Um, I'll never get sick of these um, descriptions of holiday vacations whether it's a small town or somewhere beautiful on the coast somewhere um yeah I love it she always is good with the vibes the tension the smart what there is of the smart is quite delicious sometimes <laughs> and what about you Tiana uh, how does it compare okay so I'm probably going to be controversial but I actually didn't have much luck with Emily Henry's first two books. Um, I didn't really like Beach Read and I didn't really like You and Me on Vacation and I hated myself for it because I knew how much the girls loved Emily Henry and I knew how much Bookstar loved Emily Henry. And so I was like, oh, this isn't good for me. I was like, oh, why isn't it working? And it just it was just down to the fact that the writing style of those books just wasn't for me for whatever reason. I can't put my finger on it. And so picking up Book Lovers was almost a last-ditch effort. Like I, I had faith in Emily Henry. I had faith that she would pull through for me. And she did, and I could not be happier. So I'm so excited that I've and finally so found you on this train. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> but um, no, I'm so happy that. I actually found one that I loved. And like I said before, it's my favorite book of the year so far. So it's really turned around for me. And I'm more than I'm more than excited for her next release. As soon as I saw that cover, I said, You are mine, and I hope you're as good as book lovers. So yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I do own the other two Emily Henry books, but I have people we meet on vacation version, so it's not the matching cover. <sighs> There's just regrets. So, yeah, I think you all understand. Yeah, um, yeah that's a predicament. I don't know how I ended up with it either. Like I'm not sure how I got that copy because there's very few of them in Australia. Like we see- Did you order it before the Australian maybe that's version how was I, released? Maybe because it dropped how. in America first. So, Tiana, you need something to tie you over until the next Emily Henry book comes out. That's something similar to Book Lovers. Sarah, what can you recommend for her? I'm going to let you go first and I'll um, see if I've got any other ones. Well, these are three books that I have already recommended to her, but I'll do it again. Um, so one that I really liked, and I think this kind of suits the vibes of like the maturity of the relationship. Um, would be All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata, the queen. Absolutely love her. Um, obviously not the, like, actually, I would say it's kind of similar because it's also a small town. Um, 
they're also more adult and they also don't particularly like each other to begin with. So that's actually kind of suits all the vibes. Another one is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Also small town vibes, very like unput, unput downable. Like I literally read it so fast. Um, and also like same level of the connection and like the smart, so good. And another one is Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. Sussman? I don't know how to say her name. But that had like perfect humour, like top notch, made me laugh out loud so many times. Um, and also, I, I want to say adult, but just it seemed more important, not like a silly rom-com. So definitely those three. Um, I've got two different ones. So, well, the first one was definitely would be People We Meet on Vacation. I thought it had some very similar vibes to it. Um, although I do acknowledge that our book Lovers has eclipsed it, uh, but it is very similar. But I have two different ones. Uh, one of them is One Night on the Island by Josie Silva. So a lot of people see, uh, I think it's One Day in December is her other book that's um, around all the time. But I felt like One Night on the Island was beautifully done. It has an enemies to lovers theme in it as well. Um, and a one bed trope, which is also kind of interesting. Uh, it's also set like holiday destination and has that small town vibe that book lovers also has. So I would highly recommend uh, that one. And the other one is The Holiday Switch by Tiff Marcello. It's actually more of a YA read. It would be a good holiday read, uh, but again, similar thing, enemies to lovers, and then that whimsical setting. So that concludes our chat thank you so much to each of you for taking the time um inviting me in to your bookstagram at pal world for the evening i've had a really wonderful time with you all thank you for thank you so much us. for having us thank you it was amazing thank you so much fun thank you so much for listening to this episode of the bookstory and podcast if you've enjoyed it, show your support by following, subscribing and rating the show wherever you listen, as well as sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to go the extra mile, you can shout me a coffee via Kofi. It's super easy to navigate and you don't need an account to donate. You can find the link in the show notes along with a full list of all the books and other media mentioned in this episode. Finally, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow my latest guest as well as my bookstagram at bookstorian underscore and podcast account at the bookstorian podcast.